Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Vibrant Family Podcast, where we talk about church and family and family as church. You know, PT, we haven't been here for, uh, what, almost a month? I hope everybody missed us, but we're back today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's just so much that's happened. I remember the last time we were talking, we were talking about Awana, which is up and going right now. Absolutely. We're into our second month now. But with today's topic is also something we're starting and what is going to be new this Sunday? Well, this Sunday, we're going to be bringing everyone back together to worship in English at 1045. Yes, that time sounds familiar because it is exactly that time we have been meeting for years together on campus. Now, the last couple months, though, we've been meeting already in the drive-in worship. Uh, mm -hmm. We've been meeting at 8 o'clock. Now, yeah. PT, I know you. You and I have both been there. And what have been blessing for you in worshiping in person for the last month? It has just been good to be able to be in the presence of others. And I don't mean to say this just because maybe being with people is better than being alone, which is not even always true all the time. But there's just something about when you understand that you're part of a family of God, when you're a part of a spiritual reality shared with others in Christ, that then when you're engaging with God's word, you're able to do this in the presence of others. When you're singing, you're able to hear voices rise up to the air. When you're praying and when you're extending your hands to receive a blessing, that you're doing this in a shared experience with brothers and sisters, many of which we have known for many years of our lives. So it just has been wonderful to be physically present in the parking lot at church. How about for you? I would say the online services has been great while we mm -hmm. had to do it that way. And I know many families are still not able to come back in person, even in the car. Mm -hmm. Totally understandable. And, and the online experience is good. I think we've uh, really appreciate those who's worked so hard in making that happen. Yeah. And coming back for me, the biggest blessing, well, one of the many blessings is to examine my own heart. That mm. worship has is not just a habit. Worship is not just, oh, of course we do that every Sunday. It does mm -hmm. take intentionality to come back, especially starting at 8 o'clock. It takes intentionality to wake up and say, well, I don't have time for breakfast. Or I eat bread. You, know, you kind of have to think through it, to plan for it, and to be there. And I think yeah. it's been good for my heart that after all these years as a Christian, and I um, am blessed to have accepted Christ and become a follower of Christ when I was in high school. And so it's been a lot of years, PT, more <laughs> chronologically, a lot of years being a believer and going to church. And now this break has really helped me to examine my heart. What is church all about for me? And to be, intention and be intentional about preparing my heart to go. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Something that we've been talking about here um, in this season is more than Sunday. In terms of our relationship with God and with each other and with this church should transcend more than just one time slot a week. However, it has been meaningful as we've been moving towards coming home because it's also been a season in which we've seen wildfires, which are still burning right now. We're still in the midst of a pandemic. We are still in the midst of a heated and more escalating political season, but yet when we gather as God's people away 
from so many of these things to focus on him, it just reminds us of who's in control, of who is always there, of whose hands we are in. And it gives us this peace that even though we don't always feel it at times, but it gives us this peace that we can see and experience. And for me, it, it, it carries me back home to what God has prepared then for us for the rest of the week. Yeah, and also seeing others there with the same commitment that we worship the same God, unity in spirit, in the bond of peace, uh, one body, one faith, one hope, one baptism. And that encourages me that we that we, we do have one hope together. No matter what happens in this world, uh, the church with a capital C and a lowercase mm -hmm. c, uh, God is in control. Yeah. Now, PT, I know one of the things about hashtag more than Sunday is the groups. And yeah. uh, tell us about that. I know you have a great passion for that. I'll give you that turn now. You gave me a water last week. I'm giving you the chance this week to talk about groups. Oh, wow. Thanks. You know what? This will come back to you, though, real quick. Uh, I am super excited about groups. Uh, we had open enrollment during the month of September. And this was an opportunity, especially when we've been scattered but yet thinking about reopening and regathering to start being intentional about connecting people to other people. It's that simple is that you can come back alone or you can come back as a part of our church family being committed and connected to a group of people. And so we've been doing this. And this month, there's been a lot of different groups that have opened up to participate. And as of the end of the month, we're looking at over 30 people that either have joined a group for the first time or they've realigned to join one of the newer groups that are starting. And so it's been such a joy to be able to see that as we are returning back physically, that we're not just doing this administratively, but we are doing this in a way to connect people to the family of God. And so I just want to give props and appreciation to the Assimilation Ministry team who have been working so hard developing tools and, and problem solving and everything else, communicating with those of you that have been interested and so on and so forth. And we hope to be able to wrap this up soon because we are at the end of that time so that we're able to continue to move forward. But along the way, we're just so excited to see that more people are going to be returning and coming back to our church campus as part of a group whether they continue to worship online or they worship at home. And really that's where the life of the church happens is in the groups where we are able to practice and live out those one another's on Sundays. You can only do so much. Well, I mean, obviously on Sundays we're there to worship God and that's big in terms of the fellowship uh, on Sunday, you can only do so much fellowshipping, but um, when you have the groups, that's where that life happens. Life on life happens, right? Yeah. Disciple making, whether you're reaching a non-Christian with the gospel or you're exhorting another Christian towards obedience and maturity, it happens when you invest your life in the life of another. And so this happens for us best in a group because we just can't do this in a parking lot. We just can't do this in the Mac. We need to be committed to a group of people. Now explain to us, PT, when you say closing, the open enrollment is going to be closing. What does that mean? Does that mean if I haven't joined a group by now, I cannot ever join a group? No, absolutely not. We want you to be able to join a group whenever you are able. However, the open enrollment does present this unique opportunity several times a year in which those groups that may normally be closed or they may have a particular capacity for members that then if they participate, they will create more room 
or they will open their doors to welcome new members into their group to be able to start a new season. And so when open enrollment's over, which is then October, there will still be certain groups that will be perennially open during a year. And so the group finder that's on our website will continue to be there to list those groups and you can continue to register and sign up. However, those small groups that may have opened up during this time, they then will shut back down or those groups that have reached their capacity, then they will shut down. Um, and so there's a, a rhythm that we would like for us to enter into that there's gonna be times for people to, to go deep with each other, which means that there's not too much flowing in and out, but then seasonally, Groups can open, new groups can start, new leaders can step in, and then we breathe that fresh air of groups again in our midst, and then changes can happen and people can commit. So that's what's happening now. You can still join a group, but some groups now will be closed. Well, I'm also excited that the next season of open enrollment is probably about springtime, right? Yeah. And from now until spring, it doesn't mean that nothing's happening. Right now, we're preparing for potentially opening new groups, training mm -hmm. new leaders. Yeah. And it gives us the time to maybe um, uh, align some of the groups. And, and yeah, lots of going on until next spring when we can launch another open enrollment. And hopefully, That's there right. newcomers who come to our church will be there by then in the spring. And they're like, oh, how do I join a group? There it is. Open enrollment. There you go. Yeah, yeah like we just that. want this on-ramp for, for the entire church family. Yeah. Now, I'm going to turn this time back to you. What is something that has been exciting you that fits our motto more than Sunday? Well, you know, as you say, it's coming back to church together as a people, not just as an organization that this is you come on Sundays only. And how does the church operate? Well, within our children's Sunday school department, we've been doing visitations. We've been visiting the children at the door with mask on, the physical distancing. And we intentionally share with the children and the families and the parents who are there and our siblings who are there with them. We share with them a short devotional, encourage them and their faith and walk with God because we know that they don't have the um, uh, regular habit of being able to come to church. And a lot of mm -hmm. the parents miss that to be able to take their kids to Sunday school. The kids miss us as teachers. The teachers miss them as, as students and children. And it's been such a joy to be mm -hmm. able to see the children. And I told the Sunday school teachers, we want to go visit the, the kids because the church is not about people coming to church. Yeah. But it's more than Sunday that the church exists and we love the kids. We want to be disciple makers as Sunday school teachers, no matter where we are. And so when we visit the children and their homes, uh, it's such a joy to be able to see them. And it's more than just them. And I hope that the children uh, get the idea that church is not just a building that they come to on Sundays. Our Sunday school teachers are coming to you. <laughs> so the That's church wonderful. comes to you at your door. So yeah. that's why I'm really excited about the visiting families. And if, um, you know, you, I don't know, a PT, I don't know if you might get a visit. Really? <laughs> wow. Now, now you're, uh, you're getting me excited for this visitation thing. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. Well, you know, um, as we come back to 1045 this week, what are some ways that we can um, prepare ourselves? And what are some tips that will make it uh, for families, especially to be able to come back at 1045? What would be helpful? Well, the, the main tip that I would give to families across the board, whether if you have older children, youth, or if you have uh, younger kids and babies, is that 
you need to be intentional about having the conversations and making the plans to return. In other words, even though we've been meeting at 1045 for years and years and years, because of this pandemic and because of the lockdown and because of everything that has happened that has quickly scattered us, for us to regather and to come back, it won't be something that's accidental or it just happens. It should be something that it begins with our hearts and with prayer and with conversation that we plan and prepare for. And so especially if you have students in the home, they have schedules too. They're in virtual school. They may have had their weekends lined up a certain way to do assignments, uh, to rest, or even to hang out and talk with their friends. That's all been the life that they have adapted to since the lockdown. And so it helps to work backwards and make this a priority that is shared with the family, prayed over together by the family, and then maybe engaging your kids to ask, hey, what would work for you? How would this schedule impact your life and planning? How can we prioritize? How can we rest? How can we shift things around so that we can go back together or we can continue to worship online at home or we're able to continue to prioritize this? To have that conversation, it means a lot, not only to you guys as parents, but also mean a lot to your kids. Now, with the younger ones who may be too small to, to have a strong opinion, it's just taking the time to plan for the scheduling and the transportation and also all the gear that you need to be able to come to church. And when you're at church, uh, maybe what you need if you're in a car, a lawn chair, different supplies, different toys, uh, other needs that you might have. But it's to put that thought process ahead of time and, and, and consider it so that when you come to church, you won't feel like you're scrambling. Um, that being said, all this is a work in progress as it is our Christian life. Uh, and so don't let this one week and its successes and failures uh, scare you, frustrate you, disappoint you, or even make you think this is how it is every week. Uh, it's going to change. But as parents, you could be intentional in planning and praying for it, involving your children as are possible. Yeah, I would say definitely I agree with that point about it's a work in progress. When we first started this uh, drive-in worship, I, I it was an adjustment. You know, logging in was a little clumsy, the launching Zoom, and then do, do I just open my window? Do I not open my window? Um, but now that we're a few weeks into it, uh, now that I've been attending for the last month, I really, really enjoy it. I really mm. see the value of coming together as a church. You know, you kind of really have to believe that coming to church, uh, church is central in your life and that it is worth any kind of inconvenience, any kind of planning that you have to do ahead of time, that it is worth it because you believe that church is central in your life, in your family's life. And this is part of your family life. And so it does take planning, just like, you know, you would plan um, anything, a vacation. And sometimes vacations don't always go as smoothly, but you still go on vacation year after year because you don't say one vacation, I'm never going to go on another vacation. Yeah. Right. So it's churches. And uh, thanks for reminding us of that, PT, that it is a work in progress. And it does take some planning. Um, don't forget to register. We'll put the link in the comments. And you do have to register a new link, using a new link every week. We do that because uh, we just need to keep a list and keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of safety protocols. And, of course, we expect that everyone would um, also keep your physical distance. And what I do love about worship on Sundays is that after the worship, we just open the doors and everybody come out of their cars with masks yeah. on and yeah. be able to see each other and talk to each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes um, I think that being in the parking lot allows for greater, deeper conversations than when we were inside the Mac. It was kind of echoey inside the Mac. And then when you try to talk to someone, you can't talk a deep conversation. But in the parking lot, I've had a couple of uh, deep conversations with people because we're just standing out there, we're talking, and it's been really nice experience. God is good to us to be able to allow us a nice big parking lot. Mm. Now, PT, do you want to give us a little preview on a sermon series coming up? Because the Senior Pastor Series is finished with Pastor Albert. Yeah, we appreciate him taking us through the Book of Ruth. And so for the next season, starting in October, uh, the lead pastors are going to continue to preach through the letter to the First Corinthians. And so this is a robust letter, as you know. Uh, lots of things covered there. It's certainly not on the shorter side of things. But then in light of everything that's going on, we just see that there's not a better letter to address some of the issues in the heart, some of the issues in our church, some of what is happening around us in society and culture that can take our eyes off of Christ and who we are as God's people in the body of Christ. And so we want to enter into this book so that it might form our hearts and minds, not only to renew a relationship with him, but also to engage community and culture in a way that is honoring to God and brings glory to Christ. And so we're just excited about this new series that's going to start this week. Yeah, so feel free to start reading it and maybe have your family devotion on it and uh, prepare your hearts for that. Great. Well, I hope to see many of you this Sunday and certainly that those who have other fellowship groups and groups online, we see each other there as well. So I'm looking forward to all that. You know, it's not just the building coming back together. It's not just online. This and and both that we have the privilege of having this type of uh, opportunity to still have the freedom to worship and to fellowship together. All right. Uh, well, we'll see you next time. <laughs>